Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're so glad you joined us here for the conversation. Our study of the Gospel of Mark is focusing on the busy, productive, and life-changing work of Jesus in action. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Welcome back, my friends, to today's episode of Everyday Truths. We are in the home stretch of our study of the book of Mark, and we're in Mark chapter 16, in fact, and we're in a section where Jesus has now risen from the dead, and that is has been verified because the women have seen the empty tomb. Mary Magdalene has actually seen the risen Savior. What, what an experience that must have been, and all of them whether by the angel or by Jesus himself, have been charged with this responsibility of, go now go tell what you've seen. Go tell. This is a witnessed resurrection. And I think that's the point that the Apostle Paul makes so emphatically in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We call that the resurrection chapter because the entire chapter, 58 verses long, deal with the importance of the bodily resurrection of Jesus. And introducing that chapter, the Apostle Paul gives the gospel. And of course, the gospel is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. But what's interesting is the way that the Apostle Paul unfolds that in 1 Corinthians 15 is he talks about the fact that the death of Christ is verified in the fact that he was buried. So it wasn't just a swooning death or uh, something that would we'd be unverified. No, he was put in a tomb, and that tomb was guarded by soldiers, and there was a heavy stone. So it was a verified death, just as the resurrection was a verified resurrection. Because the point he makes in 1 Corinthians 15, obviously under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is that he was seen. He was seen of Peter. He was seen of James. He was seen of the 11. He was seen of over 500 people at one time. And the Apostle Paul is quick to say, uh, many of whom are still living. In other words, if you don't believe me, ask them. And then, of course, the Apostle Paul says, and last of all, he was seen of me. And the point he's making is the fact that while the gospel is a truth to to be believed by faith— Certainly, without faith, it's impossible to please him, but the, the, the fact of the gospel was a verified reality. So when Jesus was risen from the grave, the, the charge to those that knew it was go and tell, go and tell. So that's what we've been talking about the last couple of podcasts, is that uh, we're charged with this go and tell message, and I love what the Bible says about Mary, because the Bible says she went and told, which tells me she obeyed the go and tell. So I I wonder if I were to say that about me or say that about you, that our commission is go and tell. Could it be said of me that I have gone and told, that I went and told? Could that be said about you? What, What a practical and convicting question that is. But what happens? What What happens when we do go and tell? What happens when we're faithful to tell others the gospel message and to relay to them the truth that Jesus did indeed die uh, in our place? He did indeed 
Uh, he was indeed buried and then did indeed rise again from the dead. You know, what, what happens when we go and tell that message? What's well, interesting because when these women went and told, when Mary Magdalene went and told, they went and told those who had heard this message time and time again. In fact, they had preached the message of the gospel. Uh, they had heard from Jesus' own lips that he would die and be buried and rise again. And so when these women went and told, they weren't telling people for the first time. They weren't telling those that were antagonistic toward the ministry of Jesus. They were telling his most ardent and faithful followers this message. So certainly they are going to be the most uh, readily, uh, those that will most readily receive it. Uh, cer certainly these are, will be the ones that will most readily believe it. And yet what we find is the exact opposite of what we would expect. Look at verse number 11. And they, so Matthew, um, rather Mark 16, 11, and they, when they had heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, <laughs> here it is, verse 11, believed not. So they, when they had heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, believed not. So here is one of their own, a faithful follower among them, Mary Magdalene, who had been transformed by Christ, who now comes and says, everything that he told us is true. He is alive. I have seen him with my own eyes. And yet the Bible says, they believed not. Such is the power of doubt and unbelief in our life. Such is the power that enshrouds our spiritual vision that they were unwilling to believe it. And really think in essence, what were they not believing? Were they not believing her? Well, certainly that, that is true. They were not believing her. Were they not believing that she had a credible experience? Well, certainly they were not believing she had a credible experience. But in essence, they were not believing Jesus. Because Jesus had told them time and time again, just several nights before this in that upper room, he had said, hey, when I am risen, you're going to meet me in Galilee, meet me there. I mean, he has said this over and over again from the time of the great confession all the way back up in Caesarea Philippi months before this, Jesus has been reiterating to them, I will die. I will suffer many things of the chief priests and the scribes and the elders. I will die. I will rise again. He has said this time and again. Now you have one of their very own that said, everything that Jesus said is true. And I'm not just telling you that by faith in his word. I have seen the risen Lord. Their response, unbelief, unbelief. In the face of all of this evidence, in the face of all of these prophetic uh, proclamations Jesus made, they still don't believe it. Look at verse number twelve. Now after that, he uh, now after that he appeared in another form unto two of them. So interesting. So he appeared uh, to Mary. Mary went and told the the eleven. Of course, the other 
uh, Gospels give us a little bit more information about how John and Peter ran and went into the tomb and uh, all of that. But but the point here is that the the Mary and the women, they saw him and they told, but the 11 didn't believe what they were told. And then the Bible says later on that day, Jesus appeared to two of them, and two of them refers to the greater disciple band, not just the apostles, but we, we know that in Luke chapter 24, he appeared to those disciples on the road to Emmaus. We don't know exactly who those two were. Uh, they weren't part of the 11 because they come back and report to the 11, but they're walking to Emmaus. And it's a several hours walk from Jerusalem. And as they're walking, Jesus meets with them. Remember that story in Luke 24? And Jesus strikes up a conversation. They don't recognize him. And they're talking about the events of the crucifixion and these rumors that he has risen from the dead, but they don't believe it. And we thought that he was the one. We thought he was the Messiah, but how could he be? And we're disappointed. That whole conversation. And remember, Jesus said, oh, fools. This is Luke 24, verse 25. Oh, fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ, in other words, should not Messiah, ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? Then the Bible says, and beginning at Moses and all the prophets. So that would be the whole Old Testament. Moses would be the first five books of the, of the Old Testament. Then all the prophets. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So Jesus gave them a little Bible study on the road to Emmaus and showed them, hey, I know you're disappointed. You feel as if uh, Jesus has failed you. But let me just say that this is exactly what the Bible taught would happen. And so far from this being disappointing, this is validating that all of this has happened. And remember, Jesus made as though he would have gone a little bit farther when they went to their house and they constrained him. No, you come and stay with us. And so Jesus does and he eats with them and breaks bread with them. And it's at that moment that they recognize, oh, this is he. This is Jesus. And they're so excited about it that they leave that place and go all the way back to Jerusalem, where they came from. Why? Because they want to tell the 11, hey, we have seen him too. So the 11, they're hearing these eyewitness accounts throughout the day, certainly a corroborating account from another eyewitness, two other eyewitnesses is going to push them over the edge of belief. Now they're going to believe it, right? Well, watch what happens. Verse number 12. So after that, he appeared in another form unto two of them as they walked and went into the country. So that's why I just told you about. Look at verse number 13. And they went and told it unto the residue. So they went and told it to the rest of them, right? What I just said, they left Emmaus, went back to Jerusalem. The Bible says, neither believed they them. Neither believed they them. So what's our theme today? Our theme today is in spite of the overwhelming evidence, both of scripture, of Jesus' prophetic word, and of eyewitness testimony by multiple people, the most ardent followers of Jesus still struggled with unbelief. So yeah, that's tragic, but you know, there, there's part of that that gives me hope. 
Why? Because I feel like that man at the bottom of the, of the Mount of Transfiguration in my own walk with the Lord. When I say, Lord, I do believe, but I also struggle with doubts and unbelief too. And just know that the people whom God used to change the world struggled with some pretty profound doubts and unbelief in spite of what the scripture said, in spite of what Jesus had said, in spite of what their best friends and colleagues, eyewitness said, they still struggled. And so, boy, the issue in our life is not what, it's not the circumstance. It's really our own heart of unbelief. And may we pray with the disciples today, Lord, increase our faith. That'd be a good thing for you to pray today. Well, that's all the time that we have for uh, today's episode. We'll jump into verse number 14 uh, next episode. Hope you'll join us for that. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.